Hello, this is Gary from VR Roundtable, and this podcast is the audio from an episode of our Deep Dive series of videos on our YouTube channel, which can be found at youtube.com forward slash VR Roundtable. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Gary from VR Roundtable here, and I wanted to talk about a subject that I've been thinking about lately, and a lot of people have been thinking about lately, because it's been almost a year since we've had VR now, and um, there's sort of this thought that when will it become mainstream, because it's not mainstream at the moment. We've got um, enthusiasts, these early adopters that really like VR and really want to embrace it at this stage, but it's not by any stretch of the imagination a mainstream product at all at this stage and the difficult part about this discussion is that there are so many things that we can talk about and everybody has their own ideas as to why VR isn't mainstream yet and what it will take to get us there Um, but I'm just going to go through a few of my own thoughts um, about this and you know VR it does face a lot of challenges at the moment and that can't really be disputed Um, we're sort of on walking a line at the moment of will it succeed or will it fail and there's people on both sides of that you know there's some people that actively want VR to fail because they're not comfortable with moving on in that kind of technology Um, but let's get into some of these things that are holding VR back so I mean the first one that a lot of people mention is the cost of getting into VR in the first place now if you want to go down the pc route or the console route it can be very expensive you know you've got to pay for a 600 headset or six to eight hundred dollar headset really and then you need a high powered pc to run that as well so you're looking at a total cost of around fifteen hundred dollars so around a thousand pounds twelve hundred pounds something like that but costs are coming down all the time and oculus recently announced a pc and oculus rift bundle uh, for one thousand ninety nine dollars so you know these costs are coming down very very quickly and i think we'll get this problem out of the way although there is a viewpoint of view you know gabe newell from valve he gave a ama recently and he was talking about bringing costs down too early in technology it can be a bit of a problem and he was of the point of view that perhaps we should aim at maintaining costs but getting a better experience so you know it's sort of hand in hand you can lower costs and maintain the experience that we're getting today or maintain costs and get a better experience as the technology advances and there's these different points of view overall my own thoughts are if we can get the cost of vr down i think that will be a big breakthrough in getting people into it in the first place just to experience it the second problem is people's expectations of VR at the moment and also just the overall experience of using VR. You know, we talk about these problems at the moment that we have. We have general low resolution within the headsets. It's not as bad as people talk about and it can vary from content to content. You know, it's not always terrible in in every game or experience, but it can dampen the experience certainly in quite a lot. Um, There is also the field of view 
people go in with the expectation about field of view. They don't want anything on their peripheral vision. They want to be able to see the world all around them. And that would be ideal. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. That can't be done with uh, the current generation of headsets. So, so there is still this feeling of sort of looking through a window into the virtual reality world. Um, it's not quite as bad as that. You know, it's sort of like looking through maybe a diver's mask people have compared it to. Um, and I don't even think it's as bad as that, but it is a problem. And over time, I'm sure this will be rectified as well. And the field of view in, a, in these headsets will be uh, expanded and eventually cover our entire field of view so I think that's a problem that will be rectified eventually then we move on to the problem of comfort and this is a big talking point when the headsets were released last year people were talking about which one is the most comfortable because everybody was of the opinion that they wanted to spend hours and hours in VR and the headset had to be comfortable and it's a very good point you know the general consensus is that the Vive is the least comfortable of the three HMDs but each person can have a, their own opinion on that so comfort overall though within these VR headsets is a problem it's not just the fact that the way they sit on your head it's the fact that the headsets themselves are generally quite bulky at the moment so they're quite large they, they sit on the front of your face depending on where the weight is distributed it can be positioned so it's distributed on the top of your head on your forehead or primarily sort of around the back of your head as well so it depends on all of these factors but but overall the bulky headsets do tend to keep a certain number of people away there's also a problem with VR at the moment where it's perceived as being more effort than traditional gaming. You can sit down in front of a PC or on your sofa and just play a game with a gamepad and it's easy to do, it's relaxing um, and people uh, of the opinion that VR is a lot more effort to get into and use in games and experiences and that's true, you can't really deny that. It does take a certain amount of effort and there's a feeling as well you use VR that you know you have to sort of suit up in order to get ready to play VR and it's not something you you know you have to set aside a certain amount of time and know that you've got this amount of time to play VR so that it's worth the effort of going into it and setting it up in the first place and although I don't see that as a huge problem for me I know it can hold some people back so that's another that's something else um, that comes under the subcategory of the overall experience of using VR. There's also a problem of content at the moment within VR. Now some people want games and that's really the general way that VR is going at the moment. It's gaming content. People want to experience games in a more immersive way and just feel like they're really in these places as they enjoy the action that's going on around them. And that's great but then you also have the uh, content of just general experiences where they can place you somewhere and you can just look around and explore. You've got uh, photogrammetry that can put you in different places real life places and you can get a sense of actually being there within a cathedral or in Stonehenge or in a small English village church you know it's it's all there to be experienced at the moment but people want more and the content that is out there at the moment is very limited a lot of it is quite shallow and not really there's not a lot of depth to any of the content at the moment I'm not going to say exclusively but generally the feeling is that we need bigger experiences and experiences that give us more depth and have just just more to them really so content is a big problem at the moment and it's not really drawing people into it in mass 
There's also a perception that VR is a gimmick. We've been, a lot of people have been burned before by the Nintendo Wii or 3D TVs is, is an example that's constantly brought up. Is VR just the next 3D TV gimmick? They died very quickly. So there's also this perception that goes on. I mean, personally, obviously, I don't think it's comparable to 3D TVs in any way. And I'm not sure anybody who has used it could make that comparison. But there is a, a feeling out there that this could just disappear like those. So people are unwilling to jump on board in VR for this reason. Finally, there's also just a general reluctance from some people to embrace the technology of virtual reality. And everybody will probably have their own reasons for doing this. Uh, some people are just so uh, against VR from, from the outset um, that they're not prepared to even give it a chance. People who saw VR coming out last year and weren't into it at all might have had the opinion that it's already died. It's already uh, it's dead on arrival. You know, when the PlayStation VR was released and the PC headsets earlier that year as well, there was a small section of people that were sort of almost willing for it to, to fail. And any piece of news that came out that was slightly negative about VR, they jumped on it and said, VR is already dead. And again, I don't think that's the case at all, but um, there is a, a section of people that is probably holding VR back in some way, um, and they all have their own reasons for that. But we've got to move on now to the point where it's clear that gradual refinements will make virtual reality much more compelling over the next months and years. But what will it take to allow VR to become mainstream, we can make the comparison to uh, mobile phones and smartphones because it wasn't really until the iPhone came out that people jumped on smartphones in any big way. You had Blackberries before the iPhone and the, they were primarily aimed at sort of uh, industry business uh, applications really so you would have a blackberry for work because you could receive emails on it send emails and do all these other things that you couldn't do on a traditional mobile phone but iphones really brought smartphones into the mainstream because they gave a smoother seamless and much more natural experience into using this phone and it was very very easy to use as well so that was a, a reason that a lot of people jumped on board with with that particular model of phone and I think you can apply that to VR at the moment you know when we get to a stage where the VR experience is smoother and it's a more seamless transition into getting into a VR experience and we don't need to feel like we have to suit up all the time in order to enjoy VR then I think that that will take us to the next stage of people adopting this technology also you know you have a cable and this falls under the same category of what i've just mentioned you feel like you have to suit up and it's a hassle but when we get wireless smaller headsets that can be attached to the pc and you know we, we've already seen a little bit of this echoes of this already the adoption of gear vr has been incredible there are, last i heard there are five million gear vr units out there so five million people using mobile phone virtual reality now we all know this experience is not really as good as the pc or console based virtual reality but it's still virtual reality and the big reason for people adopting that is they've already got the hardware for the most part they've got a mobile phone you know they've got a, a 700 pound mobile phone that, that is capable of VR. 
So this is the big reason that um, the Gear VR has really taken off to the extent. By having that hardware, they're not incurring any extra costs because they need the phone anyway. Um, they do have to pay a little bit extra for the headset, but then they've got all of these applications that they can jump into. So that's probably the best way. And it's also it's more seamless than connecting it to a PC. It's easier to use. There's not so much hassle in using it. So this is the big thing. And I think that demonstrates that when we get to that stage with the higher end headsets, that they will really begin to take off from that point on. And also as we get better content, this is probably one of the biggest hurdles at the moment. We do need big content to come out because there's sort of a to and froing going on at the moment between the developers and the consumers the marketplace there's a small market for pc and console based vr now developers obviously need an incentive to develop for virtual reality they may be passionate about it and want to develop for it but if they're not going to make any profit at doing that then they have to sort of take that from a business standpoint and maybe point their talents in different directions so as the market grows we'll get more developers unfortunately the counter to that is that the market won't grow unless we get the content from the developers and this has been discussed to death you know people are aware of this and they're battling to try and get content out there we have a problem with oculus exclusivity but but the good side of that exclusivity is the fact that oculus are funding a lot of uh, developers to create content for their platform obviously there's other controversies that go into that as well but this is the problem as well we do need good content and we need good content across the whole spectrum we need developers to make profits and it needs to be natural profits it's not a healthy way going forward into sort of five ten years continually to constantly be funding these studios to bring out vr technology just so they're making a profit um, because we need a more natural and organic growth to virtual reality in the long term where the market has grown to the point where developers know they're going to make a profit as long as their game is good enough. At the moment, they don't have that confidence because they could bring out the best VR game and it may still not make too much of a profit, even if it's distributed among uh, all three of the major headsets. So content is a problem and that's a hurdle that uh, I don't think there's any easy solution to at this stage. Age, but hopefully as we move forward and the market does grow then that will be rectified in time and finally i just want to say that um i've ignored ar augmented reality for the most part in this conversation but my own feelings on this is that in the long term it could be ar that is the real breakthrough that vr needs in order to truly move into the mainstream there's always going to be a reluctance to shut yourself off from the world completely. And AR can, can break through that reluctance because if we can get to a stage where augmented reality technology is compact, small and polished enough to fit into the form factor not much bigger than a pair of glasses and the content on there is compelling, then that will really be the next step. I know I'm talking into quite a few years into the future before we get to that stage, and I hope it doesn't take that long for VR to become mainstream. But if and when we do get to that point, then I think that will be really the tipping point. That will be the iPhone moment where everybody will be jumping on this technology and getting fantastic experiences. 
and I hope we get there at some point. There's no guarantees and it may be sort of 10, even 15 years away before we get to that point where people can buy this technology which they can wear as a pair of glasses and it's cheap enough that a majority of people can use. And another aside note to this as well when it gets to that stage this technology will probably combine with mobile phones because if you can just wear a pair of glasses or just put some kind of a headset on uh, that you can use as a mobile phone as well that might be the real breakthrough that we need now there's always going to be a reluctance for from people to move on to that stage similar to what i've already mentioned in this before but you know we'll get there and i'm sure it'll work its way out in the end Overall, I hope VR will become mainstream, but in the short term, looking at these headsets that are out at the moment, I just hope that we can get to the point where these headsets, the cost comes down, the content becomes better, the actual form factor of the headsets becomes smaller, more comfortable, and wireless is going to be a big thing as well. I want to get away from this uh, perception and this feeling of having to suit up to enjoy VR and that will probably be the point where a lot more people will come onto it and uh, the market will grow and in turn from there it should hopefully uh, start to fend for itself without all this extra cash being pumped into it constantly. But that's just my thoughts on this subject anyway. I'm sure you've all got your own opinions on this and I'd love to hear them. If you want to leave a few comments below this video and just let me know what you think. And also if you can like and subscribe to the channel that would be great too. Um, but thanks for watching and I'll speak to you next time.